Shut up, Jones, Luke shouted in anger. Pierre, did we get that rope that was on the list? We did, Pierre said and hurried to the wagon for it. He came out moments later with a spool of five hundred feet. How much you need? Luke eyed the group of cottonwoods down by the river, where the hungry crows still sat. Two lengths of fifty feet ought to do it. You won't be hanging us, Mr. McKinney, Jones protested. My company will hunt you to the end of the earth if need be for such an action. I'm an important man to them. Is that so? And just how will they know who done it? Luke responded. Now take off your boots. Both of you. The bearded, buckskinned man, yet to utter a word, was the first to drop to a knee and start unlacing. He had been obedient ever since he saw what the big boar had done to Barney Sparks. Silas Jones, realizing the seriousness in Luke's tone, did likewise. Brianne, who didn't know what to make of any of this, was looking around for a place to hide if it should happen. She agreed these men ought to be severely punished for what they had planned to do to them, and if hanging was what Luke chose, then that was fine with her, but no way would she be around to watch when it should come to pass. Pierre brought the ropes and held the big boar on them while Luke fashioned two crude nooses. Once finished, he yanked the leather belt off each man's waist and tied his hands behind his back. Then he slipped the nooses around their necks and cinched them up snugly. "'You're not going to hang us,' Jones said again, still not believing Luke would go through with it. "'I'm a powerful man in these parts. There's probably a search party out looking for me as I speak.' "'I'm not going to hang you, Mr. Jones. Hanging is too quick. I have a better end in mind for the two of you,' he said. Then, seeing they were both standing on bare feet, he ordered— Now head over for those cottonwoods by the river. Luke walked behind the two, holding the ropes as if he were driving a team of horses. As they passed the small, stinking body of Barney Sparks, Luke reached down and grabbed him by the hair and dragged him along behind. At the biggest tree, he dropped Sparks' body under it. He then tossed the ropes over a strong limb and, with Pierre's help, pulled them tight and tied them off. Jones started gasping for air immediately and struggled to talk, but couldn't. "'Stand up on Sparks,' Luke instructed as he kicked the body a little closer. Both men then kicked their bare feet around until they fully got atop Barney Sparks. Jones ended up with a foot on Sparks' face. Luke then loosened the ropes a bit so they could breathe easier and, of course, talk. And talk Jones did now that he saw the end in sight. "'I'll give you anything!' Take Sir Henry. Just let me go. I'll ride Sparks's horse back to the fort. Go ahead and hang Timmins. He's the one that wanted to kill you. Him and Sparks. During all this, Brienne ran around the camp gathering and loading the gear, along with the guns of the three intruders, and Pierre went to work hitching the mules to the wagon. How come you're squealing like a sissy girl, Jones? Timmins here hasn't uttered a word, not even to beg a little for his life. Cause he can't talk. Silas said. Kiowa's cut his tongue out some years back. Sorry to hear that, Timmons, Luke said. But you're still a murderer and deserve to die. You're not going to leave us here, Silas Jones demanded to his back as he walked away toward the wagon. McKinney! There, Luke helped Pierre string the horses and mules on a rope behind. All the while, Jones was screaming out pleas of mercy. 
and was still doing so as Pierre drove the wagon back up to the highland and headed north. McKinney! Luke looked back then and saw the crows already dropping down from the trees above to take nibbles of meat from the open wound on the dead body of Barney Sparks. McKinney! And when Sparks was mostly gone, the crows might take a little meat from the two men's toes. And when they were gone, he no longer wanted to think about it. McKinney! He heard Jones's desperate plea one last time, before distance and the rumble of the wagon made them impossible to hear.